Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're starting a series on a Wednesday. I know, right? I want to do it like that on purpose. I want you to go to James chapter 5, verse 16. Say all these issues. We're going to get you some healing this month. Yeah, yeah. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make the confession of faith together. I am ready to receive and fully to submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing. Go to James chapter 5, verse number 16. When you got it, say, I got it. If you're going to look on the screen, say, I've been there, Bishop. If you're still flipping, say, a couple seconds. All right, we got it. We got like three equal parts. All right, here it is. Uh, Therefore, confess your sins to one another. That's that's tough. Because how many, watch this, how many can be honest? You got trust issues, right? right, Say heal this month. That that ain't how you respond when you declare that. Say heal this month. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. Here's the last part. The prayer of a righteous person. Say, that's me. Romans 4 says you're righteous. That means you're right standing with God. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, Father, tonight, as we begin this journey of healing from issues, tonight we're going to start with praying to prevail. It's not going to be by might, nor is it going to be by power. But every issue we overcome this month, is going to be by your spirit. 
So in the name of Jesus, I declare your spirit is loosed, your spirit is released, and tonight, Father, we're going to pray to prevail over every issue, every obstacle, and every enemy. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Give God one more Shabbat. That's a shout tonight. Hey, hallelujah. 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 You can be seated tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, I want to uh, talk a little bit about praying to prevail. And when we look at James chapter 5, there's something very interesting here because James, uh, in the English Standard Version, the version that they showed you, it reads a little differently. If I was to take you to the New King James Version, it says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, Romans chapter 4 says that God has made us righteous as a free gift. What's righteousness, Bishop? When you pay your phone bill, you're in right standing with the phone company. What does that mean they can't do? Shut you off. When you're, watch this, righteous, watch, watch this, here's what that means. It doesn't mean you did everything right. It just means that you're in right standing with God. Romans chapter 4 says that, watch this, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, that he gave us righteousness as a free gift, which means I can never do enough right stuff to be righteous. He had to give it to me because on my best day, my righteousness as his filthy rags, which means on the day you think you your best save, save, the Bible says that still didn't cut the mustard. Because while you didn't cuss them, you thought about it. Y'all not saying nothing. Uh, while, while, while you didn't do wrong, you thought about it. And so the Bible says in Romans chapter 4 that God gives us righteousness as a free gift. So when Jesus is hanging on that cross 2,000 years ago, he says, I am making you righteous, which means you are in right standing with me. So when you pray, you don't have to pray wondering if I hear you. You don't have to pray wondering if I'm going to respond. You can rest sure that I heard you. Would you look at your neighbor and say you're righteous? Now try the other one. Say you're righteous. So when people try to throw up all your wrong, you need to say, baby, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. But he gave me righteousness as a free gift. So since he's given us righteousness, here's what we get to do. We can live righteously. Check that out. So don't take that to mean that we just live any old kind of way. It means that since he's made you righteous, you can live righteously. It is the difference from, watch this, it's living to do something and living from something. What do you mean living to do? See, if I'm living to become or living to do something, I am doing things to prove I'm right. If I'm living from righteousness, I don't have nothing to prove to you. It's just what I do. Y'all not talking to me. Ladies, make some noise. All right, watch this. Y'all got them backpacks that you call purses most. Some of y'all don't. Some of y'all got the coin purse. Got it. Right, that's cool. Just flow with me. Check this out. There are things you do as a lady that you do simply because you're a lady. You're not trying to prove something to somebody. You just do it because this is how ladies act. You're such a lady. Watch me. Fellas, make some noise. I, watch this. Because you're a, watch this, because you're a gentleman. <laughs> fellas just dropped off right there. Be like, no, nah, Bishop, baby, I'm a thug. I ain't no gentleman. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> because you're a gentleman, there's certain things you do. Nobody had to tell you, watch this, that this is what you do. Because since that's what you are, it affects what you do. 
can I get you to understand this? Because many people don't pray. Many people, watch this, won't say anything to God. It is because you have an identity problem. Your first issue, watch this, is you got to know who you are. And if you grew up in church, you heard nice cliches that didn't mean them. You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to be rooted in Christ. What does that mean? Here's what it means. It means that I am in right standing with God, which means when I approach him, he doesn't say, boy, bye. He says, come here, son. And there's a difference in your relationship when you know that he wants you to be there. He's not just tolerating you. I need you to know God when he looks at you. He says, this is my son. This is my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. And yes, they haven't done everything right. Yes, they don't do everything right. That's why I died for them 2,000 years ago to give them righteousness, right standing with me. Which means when I know that and I understand that, watch this, then it changes how I approach my issues. Because I'm not approaching my issues to get fixed. I'm approaching my issues because that doesn't line up with who I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all are talking to me. See, if you've got this mentality that I need to get fixed, then what you don't understand is that you are already in right standing. It is not that you need to get fixed per se. It is that I need to change what I'm doing to match who I already am. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him for the third time so you don't have a clue who you sit next to. Let's back that thing up because I need you to get it. It is not that I need to get fixed. It is that I need to live according to who I already am. I'm not becoming righteous. Watch me. I am righteous, so I need to live righteously. So the reason I didn't cuss you and I wanted to is because we don't do that. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. The reason that you didn't backbite and, 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 and complain is because we don't do that. There's some stuff that will fall off of your life when you realize we don't do that. Uh, say righteous man. It says the prayers of a righteous man, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's New King James. They're going to put it up in the English Standard Version. That's the new version. That's the version in our app. Now watch me. Effective. Say effective. Okay. Now watch this. Effective means it's successful in producing the intended result. Generic prayers get generic results. Okay. Watch me. This is important. Bishop, why are you starting with prayer for a series about issues? Because first, you need to know you're righteous. So when we deal with your issues this month, it is not that I'm fixing you. It is that we are simply, watch this, adjusting what you do to match who you already are. Nobody ever told you who you were, though. What most people do is pay attention to the flaw, and, and they never deal with the identity behind the flaw. See, you don't have to tell a girl to quit. Uh, mm. You ain't... Mm. If she knows she's a lady, there are certain things she'll automatically change. Y'all ain't really talking to me. Watch this. When, when you know, watch this, all things work together for your good, there are certain things that just don't phase you. So when you know who you are, it automatically changes what you do. So when we're dealing with your issues, all I'm doing is going to align you back to who you really are. What's happened is your issues have pulled you in so many different directions that you actually think you're crazy. You think you messed up. You think you're jacked up. You think you're tore. You think that this, that, and the other. And I'm going to tell you, no, baby, we got to get you to realize you're already in right standing. 
The effective prayers of the righteous avail of much. Effective. Uh, please hear me. Please hear me. Generic prayers get generic results. Strategic prayers get strategic results. Watch this. Many people pray generically because, let's go back to where we started, because they don't know who they are. So when you don't know who you are, you're scared to pray certain prayers because you don't know should you pray that. So I don't know if I should pray for this because I don't know if that's what God wants. But the reason I don't know what God wants is because I don't know who I am. So because I don't know who I am, I don't know what to ask him for. You remember growing up having a Christmas list? Anybody remember that big old thick J.C. Penny catalog come out? Come on, I need to see hands. I need to see hands. Okay, I need to see hands. Okay. Listen, I was making Christmas lists in, in August. And I had modified my list. And then they sent the, little, uh, the other one out midway through the winter season, the little thin one. And I'd modify, compare and contrast, you hear? And, and, so, and so watch this. I made a list of what I wanted because I knew who I was. So I wasn't afraid to ask for what I wanted because I knew who I was. Many Christians, watch me, they don't pray strategic prayers because they have a generic identity. And when you have a generic, oh yeah, we going there tonight. And when you have a generic identity, you'll pray generic prayers. And then watch me, you'll get generic results. And you'll say, well, praying ain't working. It's not that praying's not working. It's just that you're not being strategic. The Bible says the effective prayers, which means you got to be strategic. Somebody say strategic. So here's what we pray. Lord, just bless me. God says, I've done that. Lord, just touch. I've done that. Lord, just, just move. I've been doing that. But let's be honest. How many in this room right now, let's tell the truth, in the last 12 months you've prayed a generic prayer like that? Let's be honest, okay? If your neighbor didn't put their hand up, um, lay your hands on their shoulder because they're alive. We need to get that lying spirit out of them. They're alive. We've all prayed generic prayers. We've all prayed generic prayers. Generic. Because I don't want to be too specific because what happens if it don't happen like that? So let me be generic so anything I get, I'm happy with. And the only reason I'm happy with that is because I have no clue who I am. Oh, but tonight, you're going to learn how to pray so that you can prevail. So, so, so let's do the work. Let's do the work. The effective, fervent. Here, fervent is interesting because fervent means passionate and burning with urgency. Watch the caveat, continually. That's deep. Passionate and burning with urgency continually. God says, Watch this. Can, 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 I, can I demonstrate? God says, Father, would you just bless us tonight? And would you just, Father, would you just move by your spirit? Lord, thank you for trees. And Lord, thank you for life. Lord. <laughs> Bible says, where's your passion? You're more passionate with the Comcast man about that extra $2.49 he charged you. You mad at Sprint. And don't have Android and Sprint. My God, you can't use the internet and talk on the phone at the same time. You can't. Free speech. This is a miracle. Watch. God says, I need you to have some passion. So when I pray, you ever notice how this vein here be popping? Touch your neighbor and say, are your veins popping when you pray? You might not be doing it right if your veins ain't popping when you pray. Well, Bishop, I'm just not that type of person. You a lie. 
Because in the right circumstance, in the right situation, can we tell the truth? Passion is going to come out. Got it? It says not just passionate, watch this, but then it says burning with urgency. God says, I want prayers that are burning with urgency. Shout fire. God says, I want fiery prayers. Not it's the end of the day and you didn't got in the bed. Father, just move us. Because God says the same, watch me, the way you prayed, hear me, is the way I'm going to answer. So if you'll pray with passion and pray with urgency, I'm going to answer you with passion and answer you with urgency. He matches. Now that's deep, right? Because you were only concerned about the words. You were never concerned about the way you prayed. Are you here? Good, because we're about to do it in a minute. Okay? Say burning with urgency. When you pray, does it sound like it's got to happen now? Or when you pray, is it like as soon as y'all get to around there? Here's the next word. Avails much. That, that means it gets stuff done. I don't know about you. I don't enjoy people personally who don't get things done. Personally. Anybody else like that? Look at your neighbor and say, you're a get or done person. Not, not her, her. Get her done. God says, I like prayers that get stuff done. So what's the difference in prayer? What's the difference? Lord, just touch. Okay, well, when he touched Jacob, he broke his hip. So some of y'all got casts and stuff and all that. God said, I answered, I touched. <laughs> you got what you asked for. What you asked for it for? I, I need y'all to watch this because many, watch this. Some of y'all watch this. You're like, Bishop, this is a good message for somebody else. But watch this. Your prayers ain't getting undone. So tonight, I'm going to teach you how to pray to prevail. Say, let's pray to prevail. Say it like you mean it. Let's pray to prevail. Baby, you're going to have some results for your prayers this month. You're going to be able to say, I prayed it on Wednesday. I saw it by Thursday. I prayed it on Thursday. I saw it on Friday. I so he says, effective, fervent prayers of the righteous get stuff done. Now, let's go here. There are three basic types of prayer. Bishop, why are you starting with prayer to deal with issues? Because how else do you expect these issues to be resolved? You can't serve excuse me, solve carnal problems with carnal solutions. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, which means you sitting there thinking about how to fix it. And God says, you ain't prayed once. You called your mama them, your daddy them, your cousin them, and you haven't prayed once. I'm going to shift us to being a people of prayer. Watch this. Three basic types of prayer. First is to pray. Or prayer. That's to ask for yourself. That's when you pray. It's called prayer. Okay? Now watch this. Who grew up in church and heard the term intercessors? Okay? Now here's what that basically was. Okay? And, and you know I'm telling the truth. It was a bunch of out-of-order people in the church who wanted to be able to get their out-of-order stuff. <laughs> oh, not all the times. But a good portion of the time. Okay? Here's why, here's why a person says I'm an intercessor. 
Okay, let me just teach you Bible, right? To intercede for somebody is to pray for somebody that cannot go to God for themselves. It is literally to enter the session and situation of a non-Christian. You enter, let's look at the word, intercede, intercession. It's to enter the session of a non-Christian. The only prayer that a non-Christian can get through to God is the prayer of salvation. Okay, we know that because one of the gentlemen was questioning Jesus and said, Lord, we know that you do not hear, you do not hear unbelievers. Okay? So to intercede is to pray for your friend that don't know God. That's intercession. To intercede is to pray for somebody that can't get it to God because the Bible says that, watch this, watch this. Prayer is a privilege that's reserved for his children. You ought to just look at your neighbor and say, we have privileges. It matters what family you're in because it determines the privileges that you get. And when you give your life to Jesus, and if you have it, in about 10 minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do so. When you do that, you get some privileges. You're not just saved from hell, but baby, the Bible says, forget not his benefits. I'm going to say, I got benefits. All right. So pray to intercede. That's to go to God on behalf of somebody that can't go to themselves. And then the third type of prayer is supplication. Okay? Supplication is when you pray for other Christians. We're going to do that in a little bit. All right. So when I have you grab hands and do things like that, you are you're making supplication for them. That's what you're doing. OK. When I have you to uh, 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 touch your name on the shoulder and all that and pray and all that, what you're doing is making supplication for them. Why is this important to understand? Because I want you to get uh, understand how to pray to prevail. Say, I'm praying to prevail. Now, there's a few things that prayer does, and I want to hit these very quickly, and I want to, if I got time, I want to take you through a woman who had some issues, and I want to show you how she got out of her issues. Mm. First thing prayer does is prayer provides. Say prayer provides. James chapter 4, verse number 2. Prayer cha uh, uh, James chapter 4, verse number 2. Here's what it says in the English Standard Version of the Scriptures. It's right here on the screen. You desire, and you ain't have it. That's pretty simple. Some of y'all talking about, Lord, when you going when Lord, when are you gonna do this? And God like, you ain't never asked. You talked about it with other people. Lord, when am I gonna be over this sickness? When am I gonna be over this emotional pain? When am I gonna be over this unforgiveness? You've never asked them to help you with your issue. You asked everybody else, you YouTubed it, you Googled it, you never actually asked God to help you with your issue. He says, you desire and do not have. Watch this. So you murder. He says, you pull down other people because they got what you want. He says, you talk about other people because they got what you want. Then he says, you covet and you cannot obtain, so you fight and curl. He's, cool. He says, you fight with other people who have what you got or what you want. Excuse me. Have you ever seen people who have an attitude with you? And you're like, what's your attitude for? The Bible just told you. You got what they want. So now next time, just say, just tell me what it is that you want. You ain't got to fight with me. What do you want? Watch this last part of the verse. I'm going slow. In about two minutes, we're going to go real fast. We're going to hop on 225, and we're going home. Watch this last part of the verse, Wednesday. You do not have. Why? Because you don't ask. How many of us right now got an art with God about something you never asked him for? Lord, when are you going to give me an opportunity? You've never asked for one. 
Lord, when are you going to use me? You never asked me to. Every time I get ready to use you, you back down and you back up. And so I can't trust you and I cannot count on who can't be counted. Y'all hear? He says, you ain't got nothing because you didn't ask for it. But tonight. Okay, watch this. So first thing prayer does is prayer provides. It, it gets stuff done for you. A lot of people just sit back. Watch this. If you grew up in an old school church, you heard this one. Lord, whatever you want to do. That's, let me tell you something. He didn't say pray that. He said pray for his will to be done. But what you do is about, Lord, I don't care what kind, I don't care what kind of car. Lord, just give me something to drive. Okay. That's what you got. Something to drive. And now you're sitting up talking about, Lord, it don't work. And Lord, this. And Lord, the oil need changing. And Lord, the car need fixing. Jody, the car need fixing. And all this. And God says, you never asked me for nothing. <laughs> Number two. Number two, prayer prevents. That's deep. That's deep. Prayer prevents. What does prevent mean? It stops some stuff. Y'all ready to go to second gear? Exodus 32, we're going to go from verses 7 down to verses 14. This is really deep. Um, and the Lord said to Moses, get down for the people. I'm going to read it in the uh, uh, New King James. Get down for the people whom you brought out of your land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Notice what God says. The people you brought out, these are your people. If you look at the relationship between God and Moses about the children of Israel, it is interesting. Because when they were doing right, God says, my people. <laughs> and then when they was acting crazy, he'd be like, Moses, them your people. Y'all know we do the same thing when, when people acting right. Yeah, that's my boy. That's my friend. That's the, when they acting crazy, them your folks. That's your mama. That's your daddy them. That, that's your people. <laughs> Watch verse 8. They have turned aside so quickly out of the way which I commanded them that they made themselves a molded calf and worshipped them. They made themselves a part-time job and worshipped them. They made themselves a relationship and worshipped them. You'll catch it in a minute. They made themselves some money and they worshipped them. They made themselves some children and they worshipped them. And sacrificed to it and said, what do you mean they worship them? Worship, watch this, is giving something worth. Anything that you watch this give worth, you are in fact worshiping, which means many people, watch me, you have many things that you worship above God because they always come before him. Oh, but tonight, slap your neighbor, high five, say it's coming down tonight. Get to somebody else that can agree with you with some passion. Say it's coming down tonight. Yeah, every idol, everything that I put above God, everything that has exalted itself above God, it's got to come down tonight. Watch me. He says, he says, and they sacrifice to it. And it's, watch this. Some of y'all will make sacrifices for folk, won't sacrifice for God. You do all kind of things for folk who wouldn't cross the street for you. I said it. Say, somebody, say, I'm somebody say, that's over. That's over. Yeah, yeah. I'll dare us do something for a person that we wouldn't do for God. You got him bent. Google it. Verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, remember, I'm reading New King James. They're putting up English standard. And Lord, I just like the way New King James reads. And the Lord said to Moses, I've seen this people, and indeed they're stiff-necked. He said they're stubborn. He said, they don't do what I say do until I have to start taking stuff. Don't be the type of person that the only time you listen is when you're in a tragedy. 
Can we be honest tonight that for many of us, watch this, God sometimes said, I got to take this, got to take that, got to take this, got to take that. Because the only time you listen, watch me, is when you lose. But I prophesy in your life tonight, that ain't going to have to happen no more. Lord, I'm listening. Say, Lord, I'm listening. Lord, I'm listening. Speak and you ain't got to take nothing. You ain't got to shake nothing. You... If you miss prayer on Monday night, go back and watch it. Watch this. Because I talked about that. Verse 10. Now, therefore, leave me alone. I love God. You don't love God? I love God. Look at how he talks. Now, therefore, Moses, just leave me alone. So that my wrath can burn hot against them. I like these types of verses. That I may consume them. Watch what he says. And I'll make a great nation of you. He says, Moses, um, you the sauce. Moses, I can start over with you. Can I encourage somebody tonight? Can I get in somebody's business? Watch me. God says, Moses, I can start over with you. The people got it twisted and they thought it was them I chose. It was you I chose. What you trying to say for me, Bishop? Don't let people hold you back. What? God says, if they don't want to go with you, baby, you better learn how to go with the goers. Stop waiting on people to come with you. Stop waiting on people to agree with you. Stop waiting on people to come. If you ain't coming, listen, touch your neighbor and say, I'm going somewhere great. Say, and I'm not stopping for nobody. Stop trying to convince people of what they don't want to be convinced about. I'm going, and if you go going, let's go now. Harvest, you better hit me good tonight. I'm going, and if you're coming with me, let's go now. I ain't waiting. Hear me. Then Moses, verse 11, pleaded with the Lord. Okay, Remember, I'm reading New King James. English standard implored. That's the same word for pray. Watch me, church. Then he pleaded with him. And he said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against the people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Verse 12. Why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath. Look at me. God, uh, Moses told God, Lord, don't do that. Think about that for a minute. Moses said, God, don't do that. Don't hurt them. Because if you hurt them, they're going to say, you didn't do this and this and this and this and this and this. Don't hurt them. Turn from your burning anger and relent from your disaster against, watch what Moses does, your people. People know how to play the love card when they need to, don't they? <laughs> Well, watch this, watch this. We're about to go to third gear in a minute. Watch me. Then, then he goes deeper. Verse 13. Don't forget about Mama Neil, Auntie Neil. Look what he says. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob, your servants to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offsprings and stars of heaven and all this land I promise I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. So he starts bringing up the family history. He starts bringing up the past. He starts playing our song. Y'all remember you used to leave songs on voicemails when you had your little breakup? 
Wait a minute. You remember you used to have a voice message and you had music playing in the background when you were doing your voicemail? I know y'all don't even know what voicemail is now. Half of y'all ain't even got a voicemail set up. People call you. The number you have dialed does not have a voicemail set up. Please set your voicemail up. People trying to leave voicemails for you and can't do it. <laughs> they should text me. Grown people sometimes like to talk. <laughs> don't get offended. <laughs> I remember when Melodies from Heaven from Kirk Franklin came out. The slow one, <laughs> melodies, <laughs> and it came out. <laughs> I tried to put my deep voice on. <laughs> I tried to put my deep voice on because when I was a kid and I would call the customer service places, they would call me ma'am. <laughs> see, see, see what you just did to me? <laughs> no, I was just playing. So they'd be like, hold on, ma'am. I said, I'm not a ma'am. So when my voice switched and got deep on my voicemail, I was like, hello. You've reached my voicemail. I'm not available to take your call right now, but there's melodies. I said something stupid like that, and the song was playing in the background. What does that have to do with the message? Nothing. Bible! Verse 14. Watch me. And the Lord relented. From the disaster, watch this, that he prophesied he was going to bring on his people. You missed it because some of y'all are trying to figure out what relent means. It means God didn't do what he said he was going to do. A few verses earlier, God says, I'm going to kill him. But when Moses prayed, you better talk to me tonight. God says, I'm going to turn, and instead of leading him their direction for destruction, I'm going to lead in their direction for favor. If you believe that your prayers have the ability to change heaven, I need you to shout right. Y'all playing with it. Y'all playing with it. Wait, wait, wait. God said, this is what I'm going to do. And when Moses prayed, God said, fine, I ain't going to do it no more. What if, the, oh God, I'm going to shout myself. What if the only reason you still got the hand that you've been complaining about is because you ain't asked him for another hand? Somebody say, my prayers prevail. My prayers prevail. You've got the ability to make heaven change its mind. You've got the ability to decree a thing and watch it be established. You have the ability to call things that be not as though they were. Moses changed God's mind. He said, fine. Keep them then. They better get rid of that calf, though. Let me look. One more, show me that calf one more time. I need you to catch that. Because, watch this, can we be honest for a minute? There are some things that our actions, watch me, deserve certain consequences. Can we tell the truth? How, how many of us can be real honest that there's some actions we've taken where the truth be told, some of the mess we dealt with, we deserve. Who can be honest? Okay, thank you for your honesty. Watch me. Here's what you need to get excited about. You just read biblical proof that your prayers have the ability to change the consequence. Y'all playing with it. I just need to know who watched this, 
who, who needs God to turn some consequences that you deserve, but you're asking him to turn those around tonight. If that's you, I just need you to go radically crazy with praise for 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Somebody say yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Watch me, watch me. I'm just about done. Be seated, be seated. The consequences changed when they prayed. They should have went to jail, but when they prayed. That disease should have killed them, but when they prayed. You should have lost your house, but when you prayed. They should come repo the car, but when you. Yeah. Watch. This next thing prayer does. Okay. Prayer protects. First, first, it provides. Second, it prevents. Third, it protects. Luke 22, 31 and 32. I'm going to say it real fast. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. Again, remember, I'm reading New King James and putting it up in English standard. That he may sift you as wheat. Check this out. Satan had to ask for Peter. This is Simon Peter here. He calls him Simon because Simon means snub nose. He was arrogant. And sometimes the only way you can stop being arrogant is God has to knock you on You grown. Luke twenty two thirty one, And the Lord said, um, so I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22, 11 in the Bible. And the Lord says, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he can sift you like wheat. Check this out. But I pray for you. Whoa! Notice what Jesus didn't say. But I told him no. He said, nope. He said, Simon, I prayed for you because you need this. I just prayed that while he, while he getting at you, that your faith don't fail. I need some of y'all to know, watch this. The reason God didn't stop it is because he said, you need it. See, watch this. Whatever my prayer doesn't prevent, my prayer is going to protect me in. Jesus Christ. Whatever my prayer didn't block, whatever my prayer didn't stop, my prayer is going to protect me while I'm in it. Watch this next part. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Wow. He says, Peter, you're going to leave me for a little bit. He says, because this sifting is going to hurt. Because to sift wheat means you separate the wheat from the chaff. Chaff is inedible. The wheat was edible. The only way to separate the two from one another is you had to violently shake them. So that, watch this, what wasn't good would fall off. Some of y'all, that's what your life feels like. Like you've been in an earthquake. And here's what I need to tell you. Baby, just ride it out. I, I just need you. I just need you to ride it out. And while you're riding it out, what am I going to do? I'm going to pray. Why am I going to pray? Because while I'm riding out this sifting, my prayer is going to protect me. I'm not dying. I'm not going down. I'm not, this ain't going to be the end of me. God's going to make a better version of me. If you believe it, say yeah. Watch. I got to move for a second time. So, so, so check this out. Here's the third thing or last thing prayer does. I gave you provides, prevents protects. Here's the last thing. Points. Say focus. Okay. This may be the last one. You learning? You growing? Hi. Okay. In uh, Mark chapter 1 verses 32 through 39. I'm going to look at this real quick. Say I need to be focused. The devil couldn't kill you so now he's trying to distract you. Car accident didn't work so now he wants to distract you. The disease didn't work, now he wants to distract you. The betrayal didn't work, now he wants to distract you. The loss didn't stop you. Amazingly, after all you've been through, you still say, and I will bless the Lord <laughs> at all times. 
and his praise. But since that didn't work, now he needs to distract you, which means what you need right now is some focus. Say, Lord, I need to focus. Focus is knowing what to say yes to and knowing what to say no to at the same time. But hear me, men, you will never succeed beyond your level of focus. Men only fail when they break their focus. Bishop, prove it. Samson only failed when Delilah broke his focus. Y'all not talking to me. Men only fail when they break their focus. I need, watch this, every man, lift your hand. I speak, fo lift your hands, man. I speak focus into your life tonight like you have never had before. Focus on what God has ordained for you, not to be distracted, to turn to the left or to the right. I speak focus into you. If you're a father, you're a focused one. If you're a son, you're a focused one. If you're an owner of a business, you're a focused one. As a Christian, you're a focused one. I declare no weapon will break your focus tonight. Hey, fellas, I need you to let out a war cry right there. Watch. In Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 1, verses 32 through 39. At evening when the sun had set, they brought him in, all who were sick and who were demon-possessed. Remember, I'm reading what? New King James. They're showing you what? English standard, so you can see the differences there. Verse 33, the whole city gathered together at the door. Verse 34, then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Verse 35, in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he what? Prayed. Now, what did he just have last night? He had a great crusade. Ooh, I'm fun I'm coming down your row. Because sometimes future success, its enemy is your past success. Y'all missed that. What's this? What's this? Verse 35. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And what did he do? Verse 36. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. Verse 37. And when they found him, they said, everybody looking for you. 38. He said, let's go. What? Let us go into the next town so I can preach there also. For this reason was I sent, or for this reason did I come out, or for this purpose have I come forth. Wait a minute. Jesus, everybody in the city was coming to see you last night. Why are you leaving the city now? He said, you're succeeding, Jesus. Why are you leaving the city now? Y'all not talking. You, you're doing well, Jesus. Why, 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 why are you leaving the city now? He said, he said, verse 39, and he was preaching in their synagogues throughout Galilee and casting out demons. Okay? There's no hidden message in there for all you hidden message finders. Watch. Say so he was in Capernaum. Capernaum was the name of the city Jesus was in at that time. In fact, Capernaum was the headquarters of Jesus' ministry. It was Jesus Christ International Ministries headquarters. 14100 East Jewel Avenue. Capernaum. <laughs> Got it? Jesus is there. He's having some success. Things are going well. And then he gets up and says, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we just took the tent out. We just, we just set the band up. Oh, we just got the drum set up. We just got the, we, let's go. Jesus says, for this reason did I come forth. He said, their need of me. cannot be the end of me. Some of y'all haven't dismissed certain friends because they need you. You haven't dismissed certain dysfunctional family folk because they need you. You haven't told certain people you got to get the stuff. Well, who going to take care of me? They a grown man. That's a grown woman. Some of you, 
Y'all ain't talking. He's in Capernaum, which means comfort. And Jesus, watch this, when he was getting comfortable, when he prayed, watch this, God says, it's time for you to get uncomfortable. Let me talk to everybody who feels, as I close it right through here, who feels like you've been stagnant, who feels like you've not been progressing, who feels like you've not been moving. Can I suggest to you that one of the issues you're dealing with, watch me, is that you've not been praying to prevail. You've been praying to be comforted. And when you pray to be comforted, you will sit in seats of comfort that do not provoke you to change. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm finna finish it right here. Just it right here. But it says, the Bible suggests that his mind attempted to limit him to a place of comfort versus a place of growth because you can't have comfort and growth simultaneously. One more again. Back it up. Mm. The Bible suggests that his mind attempted to limit him to a place of comfort. Versus a place of growth, because you can't have comfort and growth at the same time. Can I tell you, God knows you're uncomfortable right now, and can I tell you his response? He don't care. Not because he don't love you, just because he says, baby, it's time for you to grow. Baby, it's time for you to learn how, watch this, how not to be at the top. It's time for you to learn how to follow. Y'all not talking. It's time for you to learn how not to be in the forefront. It's time for you to learn how to sit down so y'all ain't talking. Sometimes God says, I know you're uncomfortable, and that's making you grow. Shake your neighbor's arm and say, get uncomfortable. Get he says, I know that you're not comfortable. I know it ain't a feel like preaching through here. I know it ain't what you're used to. And I know it's not what you're accustomed to. And I need you to be doing something different because I'm about to bring something different out of your life. If you believe it, shout it yet. Wait, 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 no. You got comfortable with those issues. You got comfortable with that lack. You got comfortable not having enough. You got comfortable living in poverty. You got comfortable dealing with generational curses. You got comfortable with baby mama, baby daddy drama. You got comfortable with sickness in your body. You got comfortable with drama in your house. You got comfortable with bad credit. You got, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You got comfortable. And I came to tell you all the month of April, God says, I'm getting you out of your comfort zone. Somebody say, Lord, get me out. Say, Lord, get me out. Say, Lord, get me out. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, wait, wait. He went from, touch the neighbor and say, we about to shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God says, Jesus was losing, watch me, his focus. Watch me. Because their need made him think that was purpose. 
Some of y'all, you, you stay in certain relationships and friendships. <laughs> Baby, I need you. Something's wrong. <clears throat> what are you trying? No, listen, listen, listen. <clears throat> if a human being has need of you, that means there is something that is lacking in them. And here's the deal. I can't complete you. Oh, I wish you slapped your neighbor. High five. Say a person can't complete you. There is a deficit in all of us, and it only God can fill that deficit, which is why sometimes he lets people reject you. He lets people drop you. He lets people leave you. Watch this. He lets them cheat on you. Why? Because you need to see they cannot complete you. Watch me. Jesus leaves Capernaum. Touch your neighbor. Say the shouts right here. Say the shouts right here. He leaves Capernaum because he's losing focus. And when he prayed, watch this, the issues became clear. He saw, oh God, I want to shout now. He saw next clearly. He saw next clearly. You know how some people get depressed because they can't see next? You know how some people become self-destructive because they can't see next? I got to close it right here because I'm out of time. He leaves Capernaum. Say, he leaves Capernaum. Talk to me like an army. Say, he leaves Capernaum. And here it is Wednesday. The Bible says in verse 39 that he goes to Galilee. Now, for many of you, hear me. This isn't physical movement you need. This is mental movement. Y'all, y'all, I need you to catch this. Because sometimes we think the environment's the issue. But sometimes it's the seed that's the issue. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm in the right place, in the right time, right church, right pastor, for real. Watch, watch. For many folk, it's a mental movement. And you keep thinking, we need to move. We're we going we gonna, we gonna to North Glen. We're going to South Glen. We're going to East Ridge. We're going to Westwood. I don't know, whatever. Watch me. And it's mental movement. Say mental movement. Say it again. Say mental movement. See, it doesn't matter if you change locations, but you didn't change mentalities. Somebody said, my mind's about to shift. Remember where we started about your identity and knowing who you are? Then it changed how you pray? So when Jesus prayed, watch this. Bible says he gets up and says, I got to get to Galilee. Say, say, what's Galilee mean, Bishop? Here's what Galilee means. It means an electrical current. He leaves Capernaum. If a 99% of us, that's right in here. The only reason you're complaining is because you're uncomfortable. And you need to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Watch this. Touch your neighbor and say, here's our shout. He left comfort. What got him out of comfort? Prayer. Prayer said, listen, you can't be comfortable no more. It ain't about what you want, how you want it, what you want done. It ain't your will. It's my will. Say, Lord, not my will. Your will be done. Here it is. I'm out of time. He gets to from Capernaum and he goes to Galilee. What's Galilee? Galilee means an electrical current. Can I, can I tell you another word that that means? 
Watch this. It means a manifestation of surge. Let me talk over here because they didn't say nothing to me. I, I need y'all to act like you hear me though because they. It means, watch me, right section. It means when Jesus got out of comfort, he shifted. And when he shifted, watch this, something manifested. What manifested? It was a surge. What's a surge? A quick, fast, and sudden advancement. What you trying to tell me April's going to be for me, Bishop? A manifestation of a quick, fast, sudden advancement. Talk a quick, fast, sudden advancement. Say a quick, fast, sudden Say it again, a quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call Clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.